What up? Welcome to a podcast of Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 313. Fuck the free world. On this episode, I'm joined by CJ Jones. Uh, talk about the Patreon, merch shop, music talk, making beats, his new album, future music, guns, Power Rangers, music videos, choices, the political climate, COVID, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, welcome to this glorious podcast. Here to guide you through your week. Um, first thing I'm getting to is our Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast mo. You go there, you give a dollar more a month, you get early access to the podcast. You could have already been listening to the music episode that comes out this week. You would have already heard it. You would have just been ahead of the game. But you didn't. Well, you might have. But chances are you didn't. Um, also, got to shout the co-producers who are my mother, comma, Marshall, the Darmanish Bear, comma, Graveyard Entertainment, comma, itchaboyh2.com. Appreciate all of them uh, being patrons, you know, being co-producers. Uh, without them, shit, mining on a poster this week, you know. Funds are tight. Um... Uh, but, you know, they keep it going. We're in the black. So it's not racist. Look it up. It's a real term. Uh, also, we have a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast Or it's like my spreadshop.podcastamo.com. Um, let me change them up. But again, I'll put a link in the comments of this or in the description so you can go right to it. Get you a cool ass T-shirt or hat. Or a tote bag, maybe. I'm not sure if I saw those available, but maybe. Um, all right, this week we're calling the homie CJ Jones. Um, he is out of Springfield, Missouri, I believe. And uh, he calls in every few months, it seems like. Uh, he used to have a podcast, but he quits. He's a quitter. And uh, so now he gets uh, his takes off here. He has some music dropping real soon, so I'm sure we'll talk about that. And uh, so anyway, let's uh, give him a call. What is up? What's up, man? Living the dream. Hell yeah, that's white people for like, today was kind of shitty. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do shit today, living the dream. Yeah, uh, I th- right, yeah, right before we did this, I was like kind of complaining to my wife this afternoon. I was like, fuck, because f- the last two weekends, I just feel like I've done nothing. You know, or I've had like yeah. just all these days where it's like, wh- why am I not making beats? Why am I not making songs? Why am I not writing? Why am- like, I'm just not doing anything. And like, it's not even... And if I'm not doing those, I'm normally like playing video games, but it's not even that. Like I start a game and I'm like, this sucks. And I quit it and I start over. And I'm like, and this one sucks. I just can't, can't find the joy in life. I guess the moment right now. I believe they call that depression. Uh, but I'm not like actively sad or anything, you know, like I've, I've yeah. been fucking depressed. I feel like that's one of the main symptoms, like the weird symptoms that no one looks for is like just the lack of enjoyment and shit that you should enjoy. Right. Yeah, and maybe yeah, fuck. making beats sounds boring. This is fucking boring. This is boring. Fuck. Yeah, maybe it's just a different type of depression. I like I said, I'm not sad at all. Actually, I think a lot of my life's pretty good right now. You know, it's not bad. It's just nothing's uh, tickling my fancy. Feel you. Be like that sometimes. I do. I definitely have those days. Like I haven't made anything. I haven't wrote anything or made any beats since I finished the last song of the ones you sent me. So I'm in the same boat. Yeah, but you're in that weird stage of like it's all done. I think or most of it, if not all of it. And, yep. uh, yeah, it's all done, submitted, all good. Yeah, so you're kind of in that weird like, well, it's it's there. Something's gonna come out, you know. So I don't. Yeah, there's yeah. no pressure. And that's what happened to me is I 
put, I uploaded my album. Well, I spent a lot of time mixing it. And when I was doing that, I really wasn't making new beats, you know, cause that's it, your brain can't really do both. I, or at least mine can't, you know, I was like just so focused. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I got out of that habit. Now I'm trying to get back into making beats and I can, but they all suck. You know, like everything new I've made, I'm like, God, this shit's like, I don't know. There's just something about it that is off. So, uh, something I started doing is I went back through my 2019 beats and I'm just going through one by one and redoing them, you know, cause I, I just did some weird shit on beats back then, you know, because I was new and, and sometimes it's cool. Sometimes you'll hear something. You're like, what the fuck was I doing? But it worked. And then sometimes yeah. you're like, if I just remove this layer, I think this whole beats better, you know, like, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Or you find that one drum piece. that's like, not quite like you didn't quite understand how the grid worked at that time like wait a snare shouldn't fall on that beat let me slide that over real quick like oh suddenly this went from amateur to really fucking good like instantly yeah i I try to explain to people and i can explain it easily i guess in like fl studio terms of if the bpm is less than 100 or 100 or less you know you want to put the snares on the like two and the four right and so it's like the fifth little square and then I guess that's like the 11th square or whatever, ninth, I guess, fifth and ninth square. And and then like always works, right? And like that is where you place it. That's like the boom bap area. That's, I mean, it just works every time. Yeah. There's no argument. And or then if you want to double up with that pop beat, you would right. make it a little quicker. Yeah. And then if you do like a trap beat, you know, and so it's something like over a hundred or normally I would say over like one, one thirty or up, uh, you know, you do double that, you know, it's so like you go to like the third section of the four, and then, you know, so it's like every other blue one, I think like the seven, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And you just know where it is. And so it's like the first thing I do now and I make a beat. And a lot of p- new producers will be like so generic. But you're like, no, dude, it's just the way it works. Like, it's just the way rap beats. work. Yeah, man. yeah. It works every time, though. So anyone out there. Some of the shit I really like to focus on. I'm a fan of metal music. And one of the things for the longest time that I couldn't pinpoint on, like, why certain sections of songs hit me differently than other sections of songs is I noticed in a lot of metal songs and I've attempted to incorporate it in some of the hip hop beats too, but like the snare will fall on the two. So like booch, 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 during the verse. And then suddenly during the hook, it'll start falling on the three suddenly. So it's the exact same BPM, but it gives the illusion that's going slower. So verse will be like booch, booch, and then hook. Booch, booch. Right. And like I said, the exact same BPM, but it gives it this distinct drum sound and started fucking with that with some of the rap stuff. I'm like, oh, this makes all the difference in the world. Just rearranging where that snare falls. Right. And well, I think what I love about, you know, rap or hip hop or whatever you want to call it, because I don't I'm getting in this weird spot where I kind of feel weird calling my music hip hop music because I do feel like uh, on the Internet and we'll get to this, I'm sure at some point, like hip hop equals black culture and black culture equals hip hop. Like that is an, at least to some people in the world. And so I just kind of, I'm not doing it, but in whatever used to be hip hop and like this sort of like sample based uh, music where you rap over, you know, the beats. Uh, I do think what's fun about it is you can borrow from other genres. Cause that's literally how it started, you know, like, so you yeah. can listen to any other genre and be like, Oh, I'll take a little bit of this or that. Like I found uh kick rolls which i think i sent you a couple i've my next project's like a remake and i used to do a lot of fucking kick rolls for some reason and i was like dude it kind of hits i kind of like it and i sent you yeah uh, you know so that did it and so i've been trying to mess with those more and then also just like snare fills like at the end of um uh, like a loop or whatever like 
do 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 you know like shit like that you're like ah, oh, that kind of always works it like but uh-huh. you always forget about it you know when you're like in hip-hop mode yeah it's the simplest things like that like i said that's why i try to borrow some of the drum ideas from different styles of music especially like the more organic kind of styles of music like real drum based real instrument based like the rock music the acoustic jazz type music that stuff like the non electronic hip-hop because most of what's coming out of hip-hop is like the electronic midi sounds and i feel like it almost limits your brain in a way focusing on just those electronic sounds if you dabble into some of the more organic forms of music you might seek some inspiration like oh shit like what are they doing here that makes me like this section how can i apply it to this electronic world i mean i love some midi so i can't eat too much but uh i like still a bunch of video game midis and just um, anyway, good fun time. But I think something I am good at, and I don't really give myself too many compliments on the beat making, is I do think for like random string instruments, for the fact I have no clue how to play them, I think I do a pretty good job of like just clicking a key and I'm like, that works. And then I like layer that over, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like I have some sort of natural, like I could see someone doing that on a guitar, but I actually don't know even like how to hold a guitar. So I don't even know if those make sense to do next to each other like is it even physically possible yeah. like that stuff sometimes enters my head but i'm like but then again i don't know the one weird thing about guitar since you have the six strings like you can you can come across so many different octaves without even like moving your hand further down the neck just going up to those higher pitched strings versus on a piano you might have to slide your arm a foot and a half to the right to reach those same high keys so it seems like you're not familiar with the instrument like oh damn i don't even know if they can stretch your fingers that far but a lot of times just putting your finger an inch and a half above where it was yeah and lately i feel you know earlier you talked about not feeling so creative or whatever i just uh i feel like i always use the same melody noises you know so like lately i've just been like trying to find the weirdest shit i'm like i need something to like be just so fucking out there that i'm like oh that's weird you know like let's fuck around with that you know yeah i need to do more of that I think that's one of the reasons I was so inspired off that beat pack you sent me, which we'll get into that. I just finished an album, just submitted it. It's coming out shortly. But one of the reasons I was so inspired by that, I think, is because almost every sound on there is one that I've never messed with personally. So, like, it was this fresh new take to my ears. Like, oh, fuck, like, I've never heard any of this stuff before. You know, it wasn't like the generic piano. Here's this, here's that, like, and they're done that, like, Almost every beat you sent was like, oh, okay, what is this? And just unlock this new level of creativity. Right. And yeah, I mean, I'd say we should totally get into your album. So uh, I guess, I don't remember when the time frame was. Beginning of the year, maybe? Maybe end of last year? I don't know if it was that quite that far. But sometime in this goddamn COVID time, where time has no meaning, um, I put some tweets out like, hey, anybody want beat packs or whatever? And I've sent some beat packs out to like, I don't know, eight people where I sent y'all y'all's own custom beats. Like these are just for y'all and you only let me know which ones you want, which ones you don't, blah, blah, blah. A few people have ghosted me. They've never sent anything, you know, won't even respond to me. So I don't know. You yeah. know I just got to take those back. But some people have put out albums and I've, I really enjoyed them all so far. Like Brad Sirex done one. Um, I like, I think he has another one he might be working on. And, um, Soko has one that's about to come out or hopefully will in singles. Him and Distro Kid are having some issues at the moment. And uh yeah, so yours finally got here. I basically sent you ones, and what's funny you say like it sounds different than anything you do, because in my mind they're like, I'm these are all gonna be somewhat guitar based. 
and yeah, then, yeah, because you do play acoustic guitar and all that, and and make very good shit. And I was like, so it's it's gonna somewhat be in that area, but I again don't know what I'm doing. So there's things that I do think are they're probably super strange. And then one song that I'm on in particular of yours, I never thought anyone would do anything. It's so off, like the hook so fucking like off kilter and weird, but I don't know. You kind of made it work. So like there were some weird beats for sure. So which uh, one are you referring to? Uh, curiosity, not melatonin, but the other one I'm on, I can't think of the name at the moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one was tricky. I was like, don't trip. Yeah. I was, I just never thought, or at least I figured if someone did it or like you did it, you would just skip the hook because like it just was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. The hook is, I noticed that when I was recording the hook, the hook, almost seems to fall on like a different rhythm to an extent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I did it, but yeah, I mean, even when I listen now, I'm like, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck I was thinking, but it worked. That was the absolute last beat I started writing to. And I really like how that one turned out. Like I wasn't sure to your credit, like what you were just saying, like, Oh, fuck it. No one's going to use this shit. I was very close to not using it. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I can do with this. Right. I started messing around and then just, it ended up being the last song I finished. What's well, and uh, you know, shout out to our homie Forgotten One, he might be listening to this. He uh got a beat off me, and the name of the beat is Headhunter, and it has this part on the hook where like the bass and kick just start going faster, faster, faster. And it, I again on that one thought someone just probably wouldn't rap on that part, you know. But he sent me this yeah. last night, the song, and he did it. But I'm like, oh, he pulled it off, you know. But like, there are sometimes I'm making a beat and I'm like, I do want to do this for the beat, but I wouldn't be upset if the person cuts that section or you know, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. For the final song. So it's always fun to see what happens. It's cool. One funny thing, it's like the difference in creative brains. Like how I was saying earlier, like, oh, that beat pack you sent me it was like nothing I've ever, like nothing that I would make personally. So it was really cool. Unlock this new creativity in me. Then meanwhile, in your mind, like, oh, these sound like a bunch of stuff that he would for sure do. Right. It's just <laughs> funny, like the complete distinction between how I'm looking at it and how you're looking at it. Right. Well, and I think also, I mean, like I say, it's a different artistic take. And I think uh, that's what makes, you know, they say like styles make fights, you know, like in boxing and stuff like that. I think like when you're collabing with someone, that's also part of it. And so like some people I know immediately like, well, this isn't going to work very well. You know, and that's why my Internet Friends projects sometimes can get a little stressful because I'm like, ah, I shouldn't even send them an email, you know, but it's too late now. Here we are. (laughs) You know, we got to figure this out or whatever. And, uh, you know, like so. I am thinking they're like your style, which I do think is a funny thing because you're like, I don't know. But it's also like I make a decision somewhere at the beginning where I like probably one of those beats. I was like, this is CJ style. And then after that, it was like, what do I think pairs well with that beat? You know, like there's like some layers to it, I guess, of like me trying to oh, be yeah, yeah. artistic. You might have started off with like beat number one. This is for sure something he would be on. And then beat number two sounds similar to beat number one. But maybe if beat number two was all by itself, you wouldn't have made the connection to right. me in that one. Exactly. But it had some sort of connection to beat number one. And before you know it, you're down the chain, six, seven beats. And you're like, fuck, the seventh one doesn't sound like anything he would fuck with. But it does kind of sound like these last two. So, right. Well, in my mind, when I sent people these beat packs, I mean, they the idea was you would make a collection, like an album or an EP, like something that would, is cohesive together. You know, so yep. some people are doing singles or whatever, and that's fine. Uh, but like in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, they might want to put this out together as a as a project. So I'm impressed. I actually ended up using every single one. You sent me seven initially. The first one I ended up writing to and sending your way for Internet Friends three. 
mm-hmm. which we got Soko on that one for no time. Right. I was originally one of the ones for my beat pack, but like that was the only one I could seem to write to at the time. So I'm like, fuck it. Like I want to be on IF3, I'll send this one his way and work on the other ones later. And also, Shia Soko, he did get a new audio interface. So you has you had hit me up about what was mixing his vocals like because you know they're pretty rough. But he has a new audio interface. So if you want to get him on a song or a remix or something. Oh, another new one? Yeah. Because he had just gotten a new one a couple months ago, right? So we upgraded again. Yeah, I think it overheated. I think he kept it in like a hot garage or something. I don't know. I don't know is when he sent me uh, the audio files and you would actually get this. If you looked at it in a spectrum view, you could just see three lines of noise. Like you could just visibly see them. Yeah, just stuff that can't possibly be removed without right. not like it was like the quality. dusty throughout the whole thing but like these distinct stru- like an adidas symbol you know and i was like oh shit yeah like that's crazy um so he says he got a new one um and it's sounding a lot better so in the future you know we'll hear from soko um but yeah also you definitely need to get him on a track your beat uh or the last song i guess you did or next to last, whichever one, the one that's coming out first, I guess. All bad. All bad. That was another weird one that you sent, not even as part of the beat pack, but you're like, hey, I don't even remember how you approached me with that one, but I like that one immediately. I think that beat has a fun little story. So uh, whenever we first collab together, um, you know, and like you, your guitars are the guitars on two different people, which is still probably my best song. Um, You know, if I'm being like real honest, you know, that one's so pretty good. And, uh, we made another beat probably for internet friends too, or something. I think that's exactly what it was. I used some of your guitars for make it happen. And then yeah. And the one with elephant. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were those two. And then I had another beat. This was like way more like pop punk. It was actually the two different people guitar loop, but doubled up. And then it was like, I don't know. It just sounded like a pop punk song and I had it forever and was like kind of messing with it. And I was like, man, I just don't think this will work. And that's why it's named. The beat was named CJ. 22 or whatever it was named because it was using yeah, your yeah. loop. And then I was going back through some old beats because I do this every once in a while that I feel like just the melodies aren't working. And I just took off that melody and I'd gotten this Somatics loop pack. And people don't know Somatics is this fucking company on the internet that gives producers free drum kits and shit. Some people hate them and I'm like, I don't know. They're okay. I don't, I don't love it or dislike it. I think there's a time and place to use all these things. And, uh, so I just was kind of messed around. They had this one loop that I used for that song. It's like all the melody is them, but they, the loop pack had it in layers. So I can like take shit in and out and do things with it. Like it wasn't just like one file. And so like, I got to really fuck around with it. And then like, I have a spot where like the beat reverses or the melody part reverses. And I don't know, the, the beat just came out awesome. And I've held on to that beat forever, like months and months and months. I've had that beat because I just want to do something to it, but I just know I can't sing and so, I, and I just felt like someone had to sing on it, you know, just to add that vibe. So I eventually That's sent it funny, to you. Right when I heard that one, I knew I had to do some sort of different style. Right. And that so, one is like a more, not full blown singing at parts, but like all of it's more melodic than just straight rapping. Like this weird in between. Yeah. But the, the beat, I mean, like none to get you, but the beat even still like with the finished song, you're like, God damn, that beat is so good. I don't know. There's something yeah, about I it. I like don't know. that shit a lot. I don't know what it's I did. Wild. Even like for you guys listening right now is the first time I even heard the full backstory of that. So it's wild how that all came back full circle. Like you initially constructed this beat around my guitar loop, remove the guitar loop, add this other loop to it. And then in some roundabout way, it still ends up in my email folder. Right. And when wild. I'm thinking the drums, I kept the same because the drums were kind of crazy before but it just kind of worked with this news so i'm sure i've you know changed some stuff here or there maybe changed the actual sounds um 
but like so like for instance so i had that good story so that's why i'm going back through my old 2019 beats right now because i'm like well you know let's see what happens you know and yeah, you never know what's hiding in there on one of them um i had a loop i guess i made and saved back on my old computer and then now you know it doesn't exist so when it opens a file it just has nothing but drums so i just did the same thing i took a fucking random loop out of a folder dropped it on there and was like sounds awesome you know let's call that one a finished beat <laughs> you know i don't know yeah yeah and uh also just so many you know it's only been two years but i used to there's this debate on the producer world if you should side track what the fuck they call that shit uh i feel like there were trains in there somewhere but i'm just losing the fucking name here but we're like when you're chain side chain there we go uh yeah side chain your kick to your base and i in general always do but i do it just like barely right like so like it dips a little bit when the kick goes up but i don't do it like at a crazy amount and two years ago I thought, I mean, I was doing it, but I was also doubling my kick to where my kick also came out on the bass um, track. And I didn't realize I was doing that at the time. So every time I open it, the first thing I do is like, turn that off. You know, like, I, don't know, I just have all these things that I'm immediately like, and I was an idiot. So let's do this, this and this to fix yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like with it automatically going and correct yourself. Like, all right, what habits was I practicing at this point in time? Right. Or, uh. I'll have like on my kick, just all the high end cut out. Cause I thought like, well, none of that matters. All you need is that thump at the bottom. And yeah, I used to do that. Sometimes that works, but not every time, you know? So I like, I just take off all the EQ settings off almost everything. I'm like, I don't, I know I was an idiot. So I know all these are fucking shitty. And for some reason on all of my old recordings and I hate myself for doing this. And what I hate worse is that I don't have them saved anymore on all of my old vocal tracks. From probably two years ago and further, I used to do this weird cut in the midsection of my vocal tracks, and it would just take all the life out of them. So some of my favorite older songs I listen to now on the vocals are just so dead and just no life to them whatsoever because all the mids, the high mids, like the part of your voice that actually sounds the most pleasing, I muted by like six decibels. Right. For some reason in my mind, it's like, yeah, this is what you have to do. This sounds good. At the time, I thought it sounded amazing, but then look, listening to it now, it's like, what the fuck? Like, why was I even thinking that was the right move? Right. Like, it doesn't sound good at all compared to other music. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not even that long ago for me to listen to some shit. I'm like, God, like Internet Friends one. I'm like, man, it's so bad. You know, like I was just so bad even not that long ago at mixing. So that's why I also am not too quick to like praise myself now. Because I'm like, I do think it sounds decent now, but like. In a year or yeah, two from now, I might, <laughs> I might hate it. Uh, so I try to go back actually and remaster or remix Internet Friends 1 because I have most of those files. Uh, and I don't think it's where I would have to re-record me, you know, because I, my audio yeah. interface at that time was broke and it was interjecting all this fake noise that I didn't know at the time until I got a new audio interface. And so I mean, I just hear I'm like, nope, I couldn't do it. And then I don't want to respit me and not other people. And then or, you know, they probably don't want to. I don't know. It would be a whole thing. So maybe someday I'll remake a couple songs because I actually really enjoyed remaking my first album and now I want to kind of remake all of them. I want to remake my pessimist EPs into the pessimist album and I want to like, I don't know. I just like, let's fucking remake yeah, it all, yeah. man. Like uh, that was a good time. And I did it really fast. No, I, I battle with that same struggle because I'll have songs that I know like that song was good, but like my execution of that song was not good. How, how can I do this justice? Like part of me feels like, all right, just let it die. But then part of me, like you were saying, like, well, fuck, dude, like these songs are too good to not sound as good as I think the song actually is. Right. Well, and for me, I mean, my hardest part of the music thing is writing verses. You know, it's writing lyrics. 
I'm, I think I'm decent at it. You know, I don't think I'm like the fucking greatest ever or anything, but I do think people that uh, catch on to like what my style is and my type of humor, I think, you know, they get it or whatever. Um, yeah. But like, I also limit myself on a bunch of stuff that I don't ever talk about, you know? So I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about this, 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 and this. And so sometimes it's just hard to write, but I can just grab, you know, any verse I ever done and rap on any beat I ever made. And it, that's just fun to me, you know? So it's like, it's so hard not to do that. Like I've almost thought about releasing a whole album of the same lyrics on just different beats. Like, I don't even yeah. know if people would know or care, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, just spit them faster. Re-spit them every single time. But just yeah. change up the beat. Yeah. Like, maybe focus on a different part that is uh, the hook. You know, like, I could just do, like, a 32 bars, but, like, each four bars each time's a different uh, hook. I don't yeah. know. I think if there's... I feel like a lot of rappers back in the day, like, Mike Jones had a couple instances of that. Right. Like, a random line from his verse from one song would be the hook of the next song, but just chopped and screwed down. I can't think of what it was right offhand, but I like know back distinctly then, like I mean almost every song had back then hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They yeah, want exactly. Me. Yeah. And he would just put that on something else. Uh yeah, man, that was the way. Or like Lil Wayne, he got so popular and did so many songs that producers would just take him, chop him up on a hook, and then he would like g- jump back on the song, you know, that has his other verse chopped up on the hook of this new beat. You know, like yeah, yeah. And I've thought about that. I've thought about going back and resampling some of my old songs because they're mine. You know, I can do what the fuck I want with them. And I'm like, man, huh? I need to figure I just need to get better at some of this stuff, you know, but I have lots of ideas. But then, like I was mentioning at the very beginning of this time, you know, uh, when the rubber hits the road, I ain't doing shit. You know, I'm just sitting around fucking doing nothing. But whenever I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I got all these brilliant thoughts. I think about that, too, because like I dropped a couple years ago, I dropped that acoustics volume one. Just nothing but acoustics and strings. Super organic. I still got all the files of that. I'm like, fuck, dude, there's so many dope ass acoustic guitar samples in there that I could use, maybe sample up or down, throw the drums on and just give it new life. Like I basically have a loop pack of all my own royalty free loops right now at my disposal. I'm just not touching them. Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing with our best of the best, you know, music episodes we've started recently. I've made this offhand comment on the first episode that all the background music's just going to be pianos and, and strings and, and no actual drums or I don't know. I said something like that. Right. So then I had to do it. So I ended up making just like 20 loops within like one day of just grabbing middies, you know, from all these packs, dropping it on some, you know, Rhodes piano or whatever. And I just saved 20 random loops. But now I'm like, I guess I got all those loops I could use, you know, so that was kind of a, uh, you know, thing. But I had to like really get inspired or force it upon myself. Or, so, or yeah. something. I don't know. Like that, you got to put a lot of pressure on me these days. Yeah, it's weird how that works. Sometimes you just got to sit down and be like, "All right, this is. I need to do this. I want to do this. Let's just fucking make it happen and force something out. Even if you hate the finished product at the end, it feels good to know that you accomplished something along the lines of being creative." Right. I, I actually did make a song. I think it was two weeks ago, um, and I had uh, a bunch of ideas and this is actually perfect because I'll tell you, you know, I'm working with Internet Friends for that is something that technically three people have sent me back their parts for. And I haven't even touched them or started mixing them. I know I should, but I'm I know once I start that, you know, that project has started. And so, uh, you know, work on Internet Friends for and then me and you have discussed maybe doing a joint project together. I drew a really shitty picture. I might send you for, you know, our album cover. <laughs> and uh, so we might have to do that. But, you know, we got to have a. Um, I'm very much uh, my art. I need the 
process in place. Like, what's the process we're doing? You know, and then I kind of go about it from there. And then I was going to try to do two separate albums, one where I freestyle, which I haven't done in like over a decade. So I'm not very good at it. And then one, you know, like a normal, just try to work on a solo project. But now I made a song two weeks ago where I freestyled the hook and then I wrote the verses and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. That's what my next project. I'm freestyling hooks to whatever comes to mind. And that's kind of what you do anyway when you write a song. So it's not like it's that crazy. Yeah. You know, you more or less are freestyling, but by writing a hook. Um, so I'm kind of just, you know, going to let the uh, beat guide me. I mean, so I'm going to just try to pull out beats I know I want and then kind of see what comes to me. So for the first hook is fucking random as shit. But then, you know, the verses, I kind of. You know, I thought I did a pretty good job. So I'm like, and I really like it. And the song is over four minutes long, which is like super rare in today's world, you know, to have a long song like yeah. that. But um, that's that's my next process or my next project for, I guess, next year. I'm going to try to work on those those few things um, and see what we can get done. That's funny you say that. Some of the last several books I've made have been in that type of way, like just freestyling some sort of bullshit melody until I can get something that I like and then writing the words to that melody actually um, on one of the internet friend songs fuck which one was it on my own that's I think I'd sent you initially that gibberish version like just me driving around my car filmed a video of me just literally saying nothing but it was kind of in that same vocal style that the final hook ended up being in like, yeah, it sounds good. You're like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but right. <laughs> it sounds like it would work. And then I just listen to that video and then try to piece together some lyrics that kind of fit that same cadence. And I don't know, it almost gives it like this more natural feeling when you're actually sitting down to write. If you have something like that that just came off the top of your head versus trying to force something out like, all right, well, what notes should I hit? How should I do it? Uh, what words should I put? It's like, let some shit come out. The first thing that comes to your mind and then figure out the important part after the fact. Right. When for me, uh, I mean, there's a few different ways. Like the reason why I mentioned earlier, I could do a whole album of that one verse is because I have this go-to verse. It's on the song, same old story that I did eventually put it out. And I think about taking it down all the time because I love, I love for wrapping that verse to beats, you know, so it kind of makes me mad. It's out in the world. Um, but I can do that to any beat. And it sounds vastly different every time, right? And like I can get like different voices going and like kind of figure out different stuff. Or like if I just was rapping and I didn't have to worry about saying words. So if it was like free stuff, like scatting, right? Where it's like super dap da, yeah. you know, whatever. Like just that, I can, I'll just fucking murder a beat, you know, because like I, the only thing I guess I have really going for me is like my flow or delivery can sometimes be pretty cool. And I can like stumble yeah, upon yeah. like a cool way to say something if I don't have to worry about the words. But to my, my struggle if is I like, do that shit a lot. Once you put in the words, it's hard, you know, or it doesn't quite fit uh, the way your gibberish syllables did. don't quite match up or like it doesn't have the same emphasis and power behind it. A lot of times I figure out right like. My favorite thing to do is throw on Spotify. I've got several different playlists I found that are just nothing but hip instrumentals. Throw that on. Sometimes on the way to work or the way home from work or whenever I have some free time, just throw that shit on. And 90% of what I say is just incoherent nonsense. Not even words sometimes, but like the flow and delivery is there. It's like, this sounds like it could be sick. I just need find sentences that actually... Right. Makes sense in this style. If if I could make myself do anything, and I know someone out there is like, well, you can, but I don't have willpower, so it's hard. Um, 
I wish I could like make myself sit and write like an hour a day, you know, even if it's not good. Yeah. Like, I think about that a lot because I honestly believe in today's world, most people do not care about lyrics. And if you have something that's just like halfway decent, uh, it would work. It does work. I don't know. Like, so not to like hate on real lyricists, not saying you're wasting your time. If you want to do that, I do think you have to just meet some sort of quality control to your own mind for you to feel good about it. Um, but I try really hard lately to just like, fuck it, just do something, you know, like my intro, my last yeah. album, the whole second half of the first verse is, isn't good. It's nothing, you know, but it's like, I needed to do that because I don't, it's hard for me to do that sort of shit. I don't know. So I was like, you know yeah. what, I'm going to commit to it and we're having fun here. And, uh, you know, I can just, if I had like half a verse written, I could grab a beat and like do something with it. But then you're like, well, that's only half a verse. So I just wish I had like an abundance of stuff. And I know I could, I just, I don't put the time into that anymore. Yeah. I found lately, especially on this last project with all of your beats, I seem to have unlocked this switch in my mind where words are just coming better. And if you listen to a lot of these new songs, especially All Bad, which is coming out on the 29th, so two days after this drops, if I'm understanding correctly. Yes, yes. So on that one in particular, there's a lot of the lyrics that don't necessarily fit any particular theme. Like if you transcribed all my lyrics and read them as a paragraph, you'd be like, well, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this is even about, but it has a feeling behind it, like an emphasis behind it. I've tried to make an active effort to stop overthinking it. Just like let something come out. If it sounds good, keep it because most of music anyway is subjective to the person listening to it. They're going to hear those words and apply their own meaning to them a lot of the time. And to me, it's almost like as vague as you can leave it, the better, because then it's open for every person's interpretation. A hundred people might hear that and apply a hundred different meanings to it that makes sense in their life. So whereas before, I'd be like, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. That line kind of stands out. I need to fix that line. And I would go on this almost OCD type thing where I want every single line to 100% relate to some thematic element that I was trying to incorporate. Whereas now it's like, no, like none of that shit matters. Just make something that sounds good. Make something that's not complete garbage. Like you want it to make sense, but doesn't all have to tie in and tell some intense story. Right. I agree. And I, I struggle with, and I'm going to give away a line I have on this new song. So nobody fucking steal it. I'm going to be so pissed. Um, where I don't, I never rap about guns, right? Like they just not something I do. And if I do, I always say my homies have guns. And then I do the line, right? Because like, I'm just, I'm not against guns. I just don't own one. I've said that many times on this podcast. So I just don't want to be a liar. And, uh, but like sometimes like they just come and you're like, they're so good. So like I have this line and I try to explain it to my wife the other day and she was like, yeah, whatever. Um, so I'll explain it to you and hopefully you get it where I say my homies got cowboy guns, comma, two forty fives asking them what the time. And they're like, guys, it's a quarter to three. And quarter to three rhymes with something else, right? But like two forty fives, and it's like two forty five, and yeah, I just yeah. I like wake up in the middle of the night and think about that line that I recorded two weeks ago. Like that's how much I enjoy <laughs> it. Like I'll wake up to go piss, and I'm like looking at the time, like it's a quarter to three, and like I don't. It's so stupid, but like that happens all the time. Like if the line's really good, I will wake up in the middle of the night with it in my head. That's awesome because we were just talking about the song "Don't Trip" earlier. You got a similar line in there. We're like, got homies rapping about AKs and IDK if that's true, but that's what they say. Right. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'll, another I'll, little throwback. It's like a way to reference guns without just 
completely fronting and being like, oh yeah, I'm hard as fuck. I got an AK-47. Like, well, no, but like people that I'm friendly with are rapping about that shit. I don't know if they're capping, but that's what the fuck they say. So this is what I'm saying. Right. When, and I definitely have friends with lots of guns, right? And like, and I just don't, yeah. I just don't enjoy the culture. Um, and, and I've said many times because I'm, I try to be really open about mental health shit, I guess. I just, I just think I would kill myself if I had a gun in my house. I just, I've had moments. Attempted, right? The fact that it's there, like, I don't know. You were way less likely to shoot yourself if the gun isn't there. Right. And I don't have kids or whatever, but if I did, I would also have that fear of like, they would be playing around and something would happen. Yeah. And, yeah. And I get gun safes. Like my parents' house, for instance, they have guns and they have gun safes and shit. And I'm sure someday something ever happened to them. I'm going to inherit all these fucking guns because I'm an only child. And maybe I'll be cool enough then to be like, fuck it. You know, it's a rifle or whatever. Uh, uh, but I just, I don't know. I just, I know also I get angry. Like I try to explain this to people like I'm driving down the road and I'm sure you're better. Cause you know, it's like uh, your jobs to drive, I think. And, uh, and I drive around also for my job, but I just get mad sometimes cause people are fucking idiots, you know? And I'm not oh, bro, saying all the time I would shoot someone, but I understand that anger of like for that <laughs> yeah, split second, yeah, yeah. you're so mad. If you had a gun there, you're like, fuck it. I'm killing this person. Like, Again, I'm not justifying it. I just very, under- at the very least, I'm pulling it out and telling them how I feel. Right, like you're gonna scare this motherfucker. You know, I've been. We just started watching The Sopranos. Uh, we're almost to the first season, and I, the last time I talked about this podcast with my wife, I was like, I don't really like it as much. Or maybe I was telling it this uh, snappy. I was like, I don't really like it as much as everyone thought. But I've really kind of gotten into it here towards the end of the first season. And there's this one scene where he like just pulls out a gun. He's like, "You're gonna respect me," like this one character. And I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. I totally get yeah, it." Yeah. Like, then, these motherfuckers aren't showing respect or <laughs> whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if the, if it is there, the temptation is there to like, just eliminate the problem before even present. Right. Same fucking reason why I don't want to go skydiving. Everyone's like, Oh, well, skydiving is pretty safe. Like not many people die from skydiving. It's like, yeah, but like the 100% fucking foolproof way to not die from skydiving is just don't go. Like, I don't think the thrill of it would be worth the potential for me making the news i i think i don't know i've always been like somewhat interested in skydiving because of that uh, power rangers movie opening scene you know oh, yeah 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 <laughs> the movie the name's ivan ivan ooze uh i remember seeing that movie <laughs> they made theaters, that shit man. so dope they were good at everything like they skydived and then like moments after they hit the ground they just all suddenly have rollerblades and they're like doing the dopest shit off of staircases and stuff yeah, like what the fuck aren't these people good at, man? Uh, the Power Power Rangers was my shit. Uh, I think you're like a year or two younger than me, but uh, it came out when I was in kindergarten, like the first season in America. Yeah, I, I was obsessed. Yeah, and so like I remember in kindergarten playing, like you know, I'd always be like I'm the Green Ranger, and someone's the Blue Ranger, the Black Ranger, or whatever. Uh-huh. And so like you're all playing your games, and um, that movie came out. And I went and saw it in theaters, and I was just I loved, I loved Same. like the the new animals, you know, as opposed to the dragon. I, don't know, I was just also into it. And then yeah. that second movie, I mean, I was in a power Rangers all the way up until the second movie. And I wouldn't see none theaters. And when that little motherfucking kid turned into an adult, once he power rangered, I was like, what is this shit? And I was done like this one th- out of all the make believe shit in that show. But I was like uh, a little kid turns into an adult. And then all of a sudden their <laughs> Zords were like an ambulance and a fire truck and you know shit like that where they were the I was like what the fuck is happening and um I was what, out what movie are you referring to like the, the second recent remake like no, no. five years ago no no the second Power Ranger movie called Power Ranger Nitro or some shit uh I didn't even know that existed it came out and because I'm literally I'm, right now I, I 
also here's some history on Power Rangers. It came out fucking 30 years in Japan before it came out in America. So they're only yeah. filming, you know, the American actors scenes. So like they're only filming like seven minutes per episode, right? And then all the rest is pulled yeah, from yeah. like they're filling in like the backstory parts with their American actors and then all the action scenes and the fighting scenes is all just it's almost like <laughs> did you ever watch that show most extreme challenge yeah it was on like spike tv yeah yeah it was the same shit it was like some japanese game show but they're dumb they over overdubbed it. Yeah. it with american that was the funniest shit ever yeah so we we you know love it here whatever but that's why like, after the first movie if you watch the tv show at that time they had a storyline about how they got their animal zords and it was different than the movie we just watched and i remember that always threw me off and uh yeah but that's why that like that's why it happened because they're pulling all this old footage, and so I think uh, what ended up happening for the, whenever they got these uh, fucking fire truck goddamn Zords or whatever the hell they were, the Blue Ranger kid they got a little kid to play the Blue Ranger, and then they were using footage of thirty years ago of a fucking Japanese man as the Blue Ranger. So then in the movie <laughs> version they made, they had to like, yeah, the the. The transform power gives you the power to grow to adult size, like you're like some dumb shit. Like me as a kid was like, yeah. no, I can't do it. I'm over. I'm done with yeah, you, nope, Power Rangers. This is where I draw the line. Yeah, for whatever reason, that was my brain went. And then it was like, did you for this big impossible looking machine that somehow a T Rex and also connects to the other machines instantaneously? Like I'm all for that, but like, do not change into an adult. Like, yeah. Well, honestly, I think I just hated that actor level. I just don't think I liked that kid that was the Blue Ranger, right? And so I was like, "Fuck this kid, I'm I'm done." Should have been me. Yeah, should have been me. Damn it, I should have been the <laughs> little kid Power Ranger. Uh, so oh, real quick before I forget, you have a music video you're filming, right, off this out album, sir? And that's like some exciting news because you're filming in the some prison. Yeah, dude, so excited about that. So the song title is Shawshank. You've heard it, obviously. Yeah. Um. And there's this abandoned prison in Missouri in Jefferson City. I guess it got decommissioned in like the 50s or 60s, something like that. But they do tours and shit there. Like, and specifically during like Halloween, they do like ghost tours and stuff. So you can just pay X amount of dollars and go on this little haunted tour of this abandoned prison. So I somehow stumbled upon the eye, the fact that that was a thing. I'm like, oh shit, like, I wonder if I could film in here. Like, fired off a few emails went back and forth some lady and she's like, you know what? Yeah. Like this is approved. Like during my Google searches of this place, I found out that like 2009, someone filmed an independent movie there, like a horror movie. So I'm like, all right, I for sure know they allow filming, whether it's going to be in my budget is another story, but they hooked it up and I'm actually just paying the price of like a literal regular admission. Me and the people who are coming with me, as long as we pay the price of admission, we just got this private horror where we can film and shit. Hell yeah. That's badass. Yeah, I did not. Like, when I first fired off the email, I was like, well, fuck it. Like, they're for sure not going to let this happen. Like, some just white rapper from Missouri film a music video. Like, not a chance. But then she's like, oh, well, when were you needing it? Blah, blah, blah. How many people in your group? I'm like, what the fuck? Is this actually going to work? Yeah, I I think what's interesting, what I thought about it whenever I was explaining this to my wife, you're like, oh, I'll film this video. It's like, it kind of all started in a way um, when I'm, when I'm making that beat that you end up using, and at one time I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I have this one noise that I haven't actually used in a beat before, but I love it. You know, and I've saved it and I don't even know where I ripped it from, but it's like this little like ding, 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 ding sort of noise, right? I don't know. It's different, of course, than my voice is sounding, but it's a little dinky ass noise and a little fun perk. And I'm assuming that's what inspired your whole theme of the song to be Shawshank because it's 
I'm sure kind of reference like, you know, them digging out of the tunnel. Like to me, I would think that. Per- that's funny. That's funny you say that. But I even as you describe that noise, I don't even recognize it in the beat. Like that song was just kind of an accident because in the first if you listen to that first verse, I don't reference anything even related to that until like the halfway point. And it was just something that kind of came out organically like, oh, this sounds cool. And it ended up like changing the trajectory of the song to an extent. Right. It was just like literally some random rhyme that happened to flow into the next rhyme, flow into the next rhyme. And right. Well, hopefully you'll you'll hear that sound. I'm, I'm if I'm clever enough, I'll drop it in here where people can hear the sound. Uh and they could be on the lookout for it. But yeah, even cooler that it didn't. And in my mind, I just hear that. And I'm like, oh, that clink must be the Shawshank thing, you know, because they're digging out. The That's trip. funny. Just parallel thinking. And it's wild, like. Just the weird series of events, the cause and effect events that led into this whole shit, like. For all these people who believe in simulation theory and like the universe aligning things in specific ways, like it's hard not to believe shit like that when you just say what you just said. Like, oh, well, you probably got inspired by the clink clink. Then meanwhile, I'm like, I fuck, I didn't even hear the clink clink, but maybe I did subliminally. Right. I mean, I think about all the time of, I mean, just many things, right? Like of if I would have done this instead of this, I would not be making music right now. I would not have a podcast yeah, right there's now. There's like, a million of those. Right. And there's so many times I could have just, one thing could have been different and I probably would have never tried to make music or try to make a podcast or even know any of this. I don't know. It's and yeah. it gets weird when you really do stop and think, man, there was something really crossed my mind the other day where, um, you know, I guess it was like some girl was into me or whatever in college. And I was like, ah, oh, if I would date her, though, I would have never, this wouldn't have happened, which led to me eventually rapping with this person at a party. And then I went to their house yeah. and, you know, it's like, you start thinking about it. You're like, oh, it's just crazy how it all works out. Yeah, or even your story, like you've referenced on the podcast several times that like you really started freestyling shit in college. You were the frat. So you're around a bunch of people. You're comfortable around going out to the bars. It was kind of like a party trick to an extent. Like what if you just literally went to a different school, weren't exposed to all those people, maybe you still would have started rapping. Obviously it was some shit you were into anyway, but like just the weird perfect storm of events, like everything just fell into place in the exact way to be like, Hey, I'm fucked up. Let's, sell at the bar well i mean even before that like i started smoking pot my senior year of high school very late to the party you know i was definitely a goody kid but i tried it once was like oh, this isn't bad you know it's pretty cool but there was this kid named kyle who was a few years younger than me and he was really good at freestyling you know at least i'm, I'm not gonna hate on him at all but i don't know if i would still think that now today but at 18 i thought he was very good you know like in the moment yeah, yeah. i was like this motherfucker's killing it he's like rapping. criteria wasn't quite as strict yeah and i mean and he's always been a good freestyler now me as someone who's made songs now i'm like well make a song you know you know like yeah. <laughs> not be too much of a hater but that's just a whole different thing and so like i remember him being really good and i always wanted to freestyle but i was kind of like I just knew I couldn't, right? I hadn't practiced or whatever. And so I, when I did get to college, I'd kind of practice around in my truck or whatever with some beats I downloaded. And I remember the first time I rapped at all was in front of my cousin Shad and I, nothing rhymed. Like, you know, I was just saying like lines and nothing rhymed. And then I remember the one line that finally rhymed was something. I just got a haircut and I was something about like, I'd gotten a burr. Now my head's cold burr. And like, I just thought that was so <laughs> funny and like, it was shitty. Right. But like, that was like the line that sticks out. And I, yeah, yeah. I practice for months where I'm not good. No, not rap with anyone. And then, yes, when they approached me to join a fraternity, I was an idiot. and was like, if anyone can out freestyle me, 
and then no one could. And then by that time, at that moment, I was ready, you know, and like, and I could freestyle, but like all up until then, I, I was, I could not, I could not freestyle well, you know, and then me being in a fraternity led to me going to a lot of parties. And then since I did, I mean, that was my only social currency, you know, for whatever yeah. at the party. So only if the chick was interested in me, it was going to be because they heard me freestyle something cool or whatever, you know, not it's also that confidence boost when you got the gang around you, like, I think you've mentioned before i don't remember who you're talking to but like just the idea that you know you have these 10 dudes who like got your back like it gives you that underlying confidence that you might have not otherwise had right yeah i mean well i've seen many of people i don't think i ever felt that way with the fraternity myself but i've seen other people being like pick fights because they had them uh one time yeah. for me i was talking shit to this really muscular dude at a bar and i because i was drunk and i'm sure there was a part of it that i was you know, I had like 20 people in this bar that had my back, you know, so I was I was fine if something was crazy. But he was huge. He was a big dude. And he like I like punked him out. Right. And I turned around and there was this one guy, a uh, black dude who everyone claimed was really in a gang because um, people don't know in college. There's a lot of people that claim to be in a gang. But then behind the scenes, through whispers. People are like, no, no, this one guy is really, really in a gang. But he was like the yeah. nicest motherfucker ever to me. He loved me. So I just like, I don't know, man. But whenever I was like punking out this big muscular guy and felt like a badass, I turned around and this dude was behind me with like a gang yeah, full of black dudes. Like, oh, damn it. This yeah. wasn't me at all. And he was like, yeah. I got your back, bro. And I was like, hey, I appreciate it. But that was like the moment <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I guess. And that was all because I rapped. Like he only liked me because this other dude in my fraternity. Uh, brought me over to rap and they're like a little cypher or whatever and I did good you know like I was also used as a novelty a lot but in, at the time I enjoyed it I don't even have any uh, negative feelings you know I had a lot of like I had black friends that knew I could rap so they'd bring me in a circle to out rap some other black dude like I don't know it was a weird thing that would happen or at least that's how I felt about it maybe that's not their yeah, intentions yeah. at all so since we I think cleared out some music shit and we're you know talking for a while here the last thing I just want to touch on is I know me and you I don't know if we say we care a great deal, but we'd like to discuss, you know, how like the climate of the Internet and political world and like people, I guess the generation under us. Like I still get annoyed at the generation above us. Don't get me wrong. You know, the boomers are annoying, but the generation under us are like kind of they're taking it to a new level, in my opinion, lately of like some ridiculous shit. And so, like, I know we like to DM about that. So has there been anything lately that just really stood out to you? Nothing specific other than like random online trolling and stuff. But like. I don't know just the weird entitlement and people have this mindset it seems like the younger generation than us have this mindset that like the world should cater to their feelings and the world should stop what it's doing and just treat them different i don't know like right. there's a difference in like telling people not to be bigots not to hate on people everyone should agree with that like obviously don't treat people badly but it almost seems like there's this extra pressure. Like, not only do you not have to treat me badly, but you have to go out of your way to make me feel comfortable at all times. And if any, at any point you fail to do that and you're a bad guy, you might as well have been a Nazi. Right. Like, there's just, it, there seems to be this extremist mindset to it. Like, where being a good person is no longer good enough. It's like, well, no, you could be a good person, but you could also cater to me and ask me how about my feelings and, Oh no, it's just a lot of extra shit. Like, calm down. World doesn't owe you any favors. Where my mind goes kind of in that, because the trans topic's just a big topic, right? It has been for about a year yeah. now. It is our it's the issue of the day, right? I mean, it is the, the yeah. civil rights issue that we're dealing with now. And uh 
you know, like a lot of people will say, like, if you don't call someone by their preferred pronoun, you know, you're a Nazi or whatever, you know, whatever extreme it is. And uh-huh. I agree. Like, if I meet someone and they were a trans woman and they told me they're a woman, I would call them a her. You know, it wouldn't be a fucking thing for me. Uh, yeah, not a big deal at all. But then for them to argue, like, that's the same as someone not calling you by your name or whatever. And I'm like, OK, let's say even it is you can meet a guy somewhere that goes, hey, I'm not calling you Frank. I don't know. And then they, they refuse to call you by your name. And I don't think anyone's like, hey, this guy won't call me by my first name. You would just move on with it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it becomes an issue here because it's like, no, you're dead naming me with my old pronoun. Like, I don't know. I'm just I don't think it's, it's worth the headache. So extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And so and ultimately, like, I don't I feel like it's a miserable life trying to police other people on like how to address. Right. I can't even count how many times I've addressed someone even like. 10 years ago, before all of this was even a topic of conversation, there's been times where I might call someone sir by accident or ma'am by accident simply because I glanced their way and didn't even pay attention. Like, oh, shit, and might apologize afterwards. It's no big deal. They'll laugh about it. Now I feel like if you did something like that, they would make an article about you and say it was a hate crime. No, dude, I just fucked up. Like, it's not that serious. Well, and I also think it's um, it's a thing that is probably not as prevalent as you would believe by looking on the internet and television and stuff. You know, yeah, I, I, that's I, the extreme outliers. Most people are not vocal about all this stuff, especially most people walking around. Like most people I know personally do not have a Twitter. Right. So it's true. Anytime I check the pulse of Twitter, I have to keep in mind that like ten percent of the people out in the real world even into that app right that's that's a very good point um you're definitely getting a certain skew you know uh yeah it's very liberal it's very liberal and i and i've always identified as a liberal until these last few years and i guess i still think i have like liberal ideas like i would again i think anyone yeah. could get married to anyone but my problem is i kind of take it too far like where someone's like oh what next you're gonna be able to marry inanimate objects and i'm like yeah if you want i don't give a fuck you should be able to marry a lamp or marry like three women should be able to marry a man or two women and two men should be able to get in a fucking which one quadplex fucking relationship i don't care i i think as long as everyone's consenting and everything's uh i don't know i just don't have an issue as long as it's not fucking kids yeah yeah and uh it seems to be like if there's no victims whatever do your thing don't bother me in the process. Do your thing. I can have. I'll do my thing. That take, but then at the same time, when I do see, uh, and I, again, this is not in my business because I'm not part of the community. But I do see, like, in the uh, gay community or the trans community, you know, there's like these arguments. I saw one just yesterday because I'm obsessed with TikTok and I spend way too much time on there. Where, uh, you know, someone in this gay community is saying they hate white cis males. You know, me and you they hate us and then uh someone who is a trans man is like who's white was like so you hate me and they're like well no you're different but that person's like no i've always been a man and i'm white and so what's the difference and i i'm and like i love how like it's the snake eating the tail it's like because your logic can't keep up right like it's yeah and now i agree with that person that's like i am the same you know if like someone says no i am the same as a man i would agree but then you get these weird things like should like a gay man have to be attracted to a trans man that was born a woman? Like, does that make them a bigot if they say, well, I won't date someone who was born a woman is now a man. Cause I'm attracted to someone that is a man. You know, like if a man yeah. says that about a woman that all of a sudden it's like homophobic, but if like, what if a gay man said that, like would the gay man be yeah, homophobic? The, I've seen, 
I've seen the idea presented that like if you were a straight male and you are not attracted to a male who's transitioned into a girl and like somehow that's a hate crime. It's like, no, like I'm a straight male, but like there are females I'm not attracted to. Right. Like, (laughs) what do you mean? You can't just police people and tell them who they're allowed to be attracted to. Like what kind of world are we living in? Like, well, this is a hate crime. There's a small movement. People have preferences of the other, you know, of trans women who want to not tell the man, you know, to try to have sex first and then be like, I tricked you, you know? And then to me, it's like, how is that not like a sexual assault, you know, in some way? Again, yeah. if I was single, I honestly don't think I'd care not to get like too weird about it or too personal. But if someone like passed and I was attracted to him, I probably wouldn't think anything of it, even though I am straight, uh, you know, I, in my yeah. mind, because I think I'm attracted to like a female figure, you know, like that's part of my DNA. Or whatever. It would depend on what the situation right. was looking like. It was right. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> depend on if there were any surprises looming over the horizon, I guess. Right. So you would very PG. Exactly. Um, I could not do with the dick thing. You know, I mean, we don't yeah. have to get PG <laughs> like me personally. Uh, that is something that would be a deal breaker. I'd be like, I actually can't. Yeah. I'm not putting it in my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, that that's rhyming the Sopranos. Fucking the Sopranos has has this part where it's like the Italians think it's a, like not mainly to eat pussy, and I just thought it was so funny. And then it eventually plays out on the on the show. But it's like I remember growing up that kind of being a sentiment, maybe like an older hip hop or something, where it's like I'm so mainly I wouldn't eat pussy, but I've never had that thought. And I'm like, if anything, yeah, it's yeah, like it's wild. If you don't, because DJ Cali had this thing like that's more homosexual than if you do. Yeah, for like, sure. What the fuck are you for talking sure. about? <laughs> Uh, anyway kind of an aside but also still kind of on board um so anyway uh dave Chappelle's really made this trans thing become a huge thing there's a walkout i kind of brought a brief on the last podcast but i saw today that their demands have nothing to do with dave Chappelle on their walkout which i'm like see it's just like a that's fine media spinning right it's an ever-evolving thing and then like uh just everything you know like the vaccine for instance we could probably talk on that forever like they changed the definition of the word vaccine like three times in the last few years so that yeah. what they say a vaccine, like it used to actually be the definition was you could take this thing and it would stop you from getting it or infecting others. And now it's like, it's a booster to help aid you against the possible contraction yeah. of what, you know, like that. I don't know. It's just all different. And everyone does just change definitions. And to me that it's annoying because I, I like to just know the rules, right? Like figure let's, what are the rules? You know, let's figure it out. And we go on, but as every, they keep moving the line, right? Or like, uh, it's like, I wore a mask all the time, you know, all through the mask stages. I wore a mask. Cause I was like, fuck yeah, I'm around all these fucking kids all the time and shit. I ain't, and I'm around a bunch of people. I just, I'm not trying to, uh, spread anything or whatever. I'll wear a mask. That's fine. Everyone says that works. And then I go and I get the vaccine and I get the vaccine. I'm like, oh, you're good. But they're like, but you actually, you still got to wear the mask because the vaccine, you actually can still carry it, get it, give it to people and you could still die. Yeah. And then they're like, well, actually, you don't die on highs on most percentages. But if you look at other countries, that's not what their numbers say. So I think those numbers probably aren't accurate in America, or at least what they're citing. And, uh, you know, now you're at a point where. People are like, we well, got to be vaccinated. You can't do this. And I'm like, well, what about wearing masks? Last year they could wear masks and do it because that was safe. But now that's not yeah, safe yeah. for these people to just to just wear masks because they I don't know. And so they just keep moving uh, the goal on, if you will. And uh, uh-huh. I'm very pro science. Like across the board, I'm like, show me the studies. You know, like I'm interested in that. I'm curious about these things. But whenever it's like a five year old, and I know I'm kind of reciting some Joe Rogan shit, so everyone out there is like, fuck a Joe Rogan bro. Oh, I'm the worst of that too. But we are, I mean, we listen to it. But you know, Joe Rogan's, you know, signing these things where it's like, if a five year old 
is like way less likely to get COVID and die from COVID than someone that's been like triple vaxxed as a 60 year old. But yet you let a six year old triple vax person go do all these things, even though their percentage of dying from it's way higher than a kid that isn't vaxxed at all. And then people yeah. don't understand that argument of like, yeah, but they still get vaxxed. I'm like, but they have like a one in 5,000 chance of kids between the age of like 12 and 15 boys of getting some fucking heart condition. And if I had a kid, yeah. they no way I would be like, fuck that. I like, I, I don't know. It's just a My weird wife argument. heard a story on the news that like some Walgreens gave a ton of kids. They were trying to give them flu shots. They gave them the COVID shot. I guess there was complications or something. Yeah, I man, I just, and again, there isn't enough studies because they did push this shit out. And like, yeah, I know I've told you about this Jimmy Dore podcast. Uh, and I've kind of got you listening a little bit. And he had the dude yeah. on that like helped invent the mRNA vaccine. And he explained all this shit of how like you're actually it's not meant to be used during a pandemic because the way it works, it's just going to make more deviations off of COVID. That's why we're going to have all these variants. Yeah, I've heard that a ton that like the vaccine is the reason there's so many variants right, right now. And again, this so, is like, like that's a topic that's. You can't know no topic. Right. But like, this is like the guy who helped develop it, given scientific shit. I'm like, that's interesting. And like, I don't know, but like, I'm, I'm curious, you know? And so, but everyone else is like, no, you get the vaccine and life goes back to normal. But you look at countries like Israel and I think England and maybe some places in California, they have like 90 plus percent vaccinations and people are still getting it, still going to the hospital, but yet everyone's vaccinated. So I don't know. Is wild. This could be a whole other <laughs> podcast on its own. I know. There's never any loop of shit we could bring up on this topic. Right. And and I'm saying all this is like I'll probably get a fucking third booster. You know, I'm actually like, I don't know if I will. It obviously doesn't even matter anymore. Um But like I've been all for it all. I just think this whole like they're pushing it and mandating and like after like you can pull up Fauci quotes from a year ago that says we'll never mandate it. And then also my favorite part of all this is you can look up any of these liberal people on television when Trump was president saying how they don't trust the Trump vaccine, anything developed under Trump's whatever. And then now that yeah. there's a different president, they're all for it. And it's the same vaccine. They didn't change new fucking yep. research when they switch presidents. But like the oh, my God, it just drives me yeah. nuts, man. Like just <laughs> throw out all the year of research. they <laughs> Like, oh, new one, guys. Burn that paperwork. Let's yeah. start fresh. And you can see like the same people yeah. saying like the exact same people saying like six months apart, different, like 180 degree things because who the president yeah. is. And and I hate Trump. Like I, I thought he was the dumbest motherfucker ever. I know some people out there love him. No offense to y'all. You know, he just wasn't my cup of tea. But like it is so obvious that like the, the media is definitely like pro Democrat, right? Like or like you don't even see Joe yeah. Biden and all the most of them. I don't know. It's yeah. And Fox News is definitely pro you know republican or but it's so transparent you know whereas in yeah. like it's like you know that i don't know yeah they they try to be pretty vocal about that belief it seems like yeah and, they're not being as sneaky as the other side from uh, my perception at least you can tune in for a couple minutes and realize like oh yeah i see what direction this is skewed right well that's kind of like uh CNN, you know, was kind of go to war with Joe Rogan a little bit. And Joe Rogan had yeah. Sanjay Gupta on. And I thought the episode was decent. And, uh, you know, everyone's pulling out these little parts to make it seem like they're arguing a lot, but they're fairly friendly. But then they have like Sanjay Gupta on CNN on, you know, someone's show. And they're like, Joe Rogan called him out pretty good. He's like, why are y'all calling it horse dewormer? You're a doctor. You know yeah. that it's like a human dosage. I got it from a fucking human doctor, you know, and it's used all in these places. He's getting all the stats. And then uh, when he goes on the CNN show, the guy's like, we're saying that because it is used for horses as well. But then like the yeah. argument, that's like anything could be, you can give your dog fucking Advil. That doesn't mean Advil's a dog medicine or what it like. Well, and 
I've brought up this topic with people I know. Most medicines, it's not like a medicine is some magical little signal to your body to do a very specific thing. Most medicines, the reason they work for a specific reason is because they signal multiple events to take place within your body. And as a result of those events, certain things might be relieved. Like a a pill you might take that would relieve your pain is not just relieving your pain. It's not like it's signaling your nerves and relieving pain. What it's actually doing is relieving the inflammation that's causing that pain. So like in your mind, it's like, oh, this kills pain. It's like, well, no, it kills inflammation. And as a result of that inflammation going away, the pain that was being caused by that inflammation is now relieved. So like people have these weird associations in their head, like, oh, well, this kills worms. It's a horse dewormer. But in reality, it might just be that processes going on happen to signal something that is useful for that, but may also be useful for several other reasons. Right. And with the example you use, I believe the way it works, and I could have them backwards, is Tylenol literally goes in your brain and blocks pain receptors. And then something yeah. like Advil goes and relieves inflammation. Yeah, yeah ibuprofen is an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. So yeah, like it relieves pain and then by taking away inflammation. Whatever is the other one. Yeah, so like that's yeah, yeah. whether like... uh you could take these two types and they're different things, but yeah. And again, I'm not a fucking doctor, you know, or whatever, but I also like people like, Hey, in these studies, they say this, I'm like, that's pretty interesting. You're like, why don't we check that out? And then also, cause I'll last on touch on Joe Rogan. I also really enjoy his point of like, he, there's all these other things that studies suggest could help like, you know, vitamin C exercise, sunlight, but like no one's on the TV telling you to do all those things. They're only on TV telling yeah. you to get the vaccine. And so it's like, and then when the vaccine's made by a pharmaceutical company, which just a few years ago, we were all against the pharmaceutical companies. Remember, they were evil yeah. and they make like the <laughs> yeah. painkiller drugs that get us all addicted and heroin addicts and shit. And we hated them. But now they're like the hero saviors. And then like a year ago, the nurses were like the hero saviors wearing masks in the yeah, work every day. And now they fire them, even though they could wear a mask last year. So there's just some inconsistencies that I think is odd that if you bring them up, people are like, you must be a racist Nazi. And I'm like, listen, I didn't vote for any of these fucking two party system people. Like, I just don't think some of this shit adds up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. It's a it. crazy world. Yeah. Wait, what are we like an hour? Yeah. So in? Yeah. Yeah. We're close up. We're got a little over an hour. Uh, definitely let you go. I need to fucking make dinner or some shit. Um, but well, you want to play a certain song at the end of this? Um, yeah, since it's dropping in two days, we'll just let All Bad play it out. All right, and I think I have a demo version, and that's why I put on the music episode, so we'll just play that, and then any changes you've made since then, uh, you know, people can go check it out. All right, perfect. That gives them an incentive. Exactly. You know, we don't want to give it all for free, you know. Giving the milk for free, they ain't buying the cow or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Buy my cow. Yeah. I want to be milked. Yeah, milk daily. It came out wrong. Um. Yeah, I remember that Dave scene with the milking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that my wife watching that and being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, she's was super unaware of any of that world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, this, none of this makes sense. Um, but all right, man, appreciate you being on. And I'm sure, you know, we'll have you back on next year sometime to talk about some shit. Yep, we'll do this again. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Peace. Peace. Looking up, then it goes away 
Time's running now, where the fuck to go today? I'm just trying to find my place in this crazy life. Crazy days ahead, heaven knows I've had my crazy nights. The closest thing to finding bliss is in these verses. Preach a sermon every time I spit my words in these recordings. Yeah, yeah, say a lot of shit. I think I'm mean most. I'm in between chasing the dream and running from my ghost. And it's all bad, yeah, it's all bad. I make a little progress, but I stay sad. And it's all bad, yeah, it's all bad. Lying to myself for telling stories, running from the past, running out of gas. But I'm steady, moving fast. Just keep swimming in this motherfucking nothing ever lasts. But we go until the sun comes. Yeah, we go until the sun comes, oh yeah. I've been drinking scotch, whiskey on the rocks Need to clear my mind cause I keep running from these thoughts Long days, even longer nights I wish I could erase my pain Someday I think I might, yeah, yeah And it's all bad, yeah, it's all bad Make a little progress, but I stay sad And it's all bad, yeah, it's all bad Lying to myself and telling stories Running from the past I feel like I'm falling behind Get away from all the problems all in my mind Find another way to let this pain go Looking in from a whole new angle Need to wake up I feel like I'm falling behind Get away from all the problems all in my mind Find another way to let this pain go Looking in from a whole new angle Break some case all the clothes I know the pain comes and goes You know that, you know You know that, you know Break down the days of the ghost You know the pain comes and goes You know, you know, you know yeah. And it's all bad, yeah it's all bad Make a little progress, but I stay sad And it's all bad, yeah it's all bad Lying to myself and telling stories, running from the past